to Hemp Foundation Talks, where we listen to the heartbeats of the hemp industry and learn some celebrations, challenges, and discoveries from hemp leaders and advocates from around the world. I'm Rebecca, International Business Officer with the Hemp Foundation and your host. Today's guest is Caleb Kaufman. Caleb was born and raised in the rolling hills of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Caleb's passion for hemp comes from his own life experiences in his 30s. He was diagnosed with PTSD from childhood sexual trauma. Since remembering this over 20 years later in life, he has been on an intense journey of love, acceptance, vulnerability, perseverance, and a belief that at the very source of it all, that it is good. Cannabis has changed his life. He first started using CBD and THC a couple of years ago and immediately noticed improvements in his mental life. At the same time, Caleb started going to counseling to work through the trauma. Together with cannabis and counseling, he began the beautiful journey of healing. Caleb's heart is to grow hemp flower with love and care because that is how cannabis has cared for him. His goal is to help save the planet with hemp. He truly believes that this plant can completely change our life and how we interact with nature. Caleb has found a sacred work in being passionate about the cannabis plant. His hope is to grow some of the best hemp flower around and help others find healing in the process. Welcome, Caleb. It's so great to have you on our show today. And um, I just, you know, you've been an inspiration to kind of see what you're doing for the farmers in Pennsylvania, specifically, you know, the Amish population and how you've kind of gathered a community together. Um, I would love to start just maybe share with us a little bit more first about your journey into hemp, like what motivated you to, to get started? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here and chat. Um, it's always good to kind of share a little bit of the Lancashire story. Um, so I guess it kind of starts with my personal journey. Um, gets kind of heavy right away, but you know I think it's important to share. Uh, my late twenties, I was um, you know just living life, doing business, and uh, basically remembered that I had been sexually abused as a child. Something that my body brain had disassociated with, um, you know, as a protective measure. So that kind of came back into you know my mental landscape and started going to counseling to you know just deal with that trauma find mm -hmm. the healing that i needed um that's when i was first introduced to cbd and um man what a great plant-based medicine um i'm very all natural so i started using cbd with you know the recommendations of going to counseling and uh, it was a really big switch for me, uh, really helped change my mental landscape um, and just gave me words to, you know, put to emotions and experiences. Mm -hmm. And it just really changed my life so drastically that um, I knew that I had to get involved with the hemp industry. And that happened right around 2018 when the farm bill was signed. So I quickly, you know, got a permit and uh, jumped into starting uh, as a micro grower here in Lancaster County. Awesome. Yeah. So that's 2018. We're in 2022 now. <laughs> so yes. how has it been from, from getting started to, to growing and cultivating to bringing that into the marketplace? What have been some of the, um, the biggest lessons that you've learned or challenges that you've kind of faced along the way? Yeah, you know, the first year was great, a little grow, and I started the Lancashire brand and website, 
Um, but what I realized was, man, it's really hard to do this as an individual farmer, you know, mm -hmm. just like kind of the little guy. Um, there's a lot of competition. Um, you've got your corporate companies and just lots of other farmers wanting to, you know, be a part of this new industry. Um, so I was looking around locally and noticed there was a good group of Amish men and guys and farmers that were doing, um, you know, doing the uh, journey of hemp. So I, I met up with them and said, hey, you know, what if we got together? We did a collaboration. I've got a good brand. Um, I can be, you know, more of a marketing arm because that's not the strong side of, you know, what the Amish community represents. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a good match. So we all came together in 2020 and uh, had about 15 Amish farms wow. grow under the Lancashire name. And uh, since then, we've just been trying to monetize the crop, which has been, you know, a tough journey. Uh, and that kind of morphed us into, you know, where we are now as a company, uh, putting out, um, you know, quality products for people to, you know, be able to use in their mental health journey and their um, just experiencing CBD and other cannabinoids. Um, so really the shift focus to say, all right, you know, we, we can grow this stuff as farmers. Now we need to help get it out there so we can actually support local farmers. And that's a lot of what I've been putting my time and energy into uh, in the recent days is, you know, how can we continue to build this uh, local industry to support real farmers? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've had about four or five seasons so far? I guess this will be number four. Yeah, this will number be the four. fourth planting season. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. you've got a, a big group of um, farmers. How many different um, farmers do you are in your cooperation? Yeah, there's 15 that were originally planting with us. We have kind of scaled back just because of the, you know, the way that the hemp industry has gone. There's been obviously the oversupply that most farmers are still working for. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, right now actively growing, it's, it's pretty small. Like last year, we only had one or two different farms that we reached out to and said, you know, do you want to help grow? Um, so really, again, the goal is how do we get um, bigger outlets for our farmers so we can continue to have them grow with us because the desire is there. Uh, but we are definitely at a place where, you know, the farmers have invested and in kind of uh, showed their quality. You know, they know they can grow, we can right. grow, but, you know, at this point, we're not going to grow more until we have some solid contracts and, and things like that. Right, right. So what are some of the products that you guys have developed, uh, you know, with the CBD and, and tell me a little bit more about, you know, why your product is, why you think your product is, you know, um, more superior and, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've developed kind of into a wide variety of CBD and Delta eight products, um, uh, because that's kind of where the market and what people were asking for. Um, so, you know, we have our standard tinctures and salves. Um, a few of those are, you know, pretty standard, just high quality, um, you know, products that we've created. Um, some of the more unique ones would be we have a cold press tincture, which is um, really cool because it doesn't use any heat or solvents in the extraction process. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something that's very all natural, holistic, we offer um, that. And a few companies out there are doing that, but that's one that's a little more unique um, and then we've done some blending actually with Delta 8 and CBG and Delta 8 and CBN to create, um, you know, similar effects to like an indica sativa experience. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few other companies I think doing similar, but again, we're, 
we're kind of leading uh, in our own little way of trying trying to blend these minor cannabinoids to you know benefit different types of um, I guess what people are looking for in their medicine. Right, right, amazing. So as you are growing, I see you know you're trying to really help the farmers as far as you know this getting a fair wage for. Um, you know, the farmer, can you tell me a little bit of more about those efforts and, and what you've been um, trying to um, advocate for the farmer? Yeah. So like I said, a lot of our 20, a lot of the 2020 crop and even 2019, um, you know, we still have stored here basically because we held the line and said, you know, we don't think it's fair to sell this biomass at the current prices the market is offering, which is anywhere 75 cents, 50 cents. It's getting up there now to a dollar to two dollar, which is good. Um, but we still are firm believers that um, five dollars a pound for biomass is fair to the farmer. So that's kind of where we're what we're working at right now. Um, so we have biomass and we also have kilos of isolate. Um, I've priced those out. I've done different kind of, I guess, like one page structures to show you know cost from a seed to a kilo. Mm -hmm. I believe in transparency. Uh, because I think that's the way that we can all work together. If we say, hey, here's our cost as a farmer. Right. Here's how much, you know, labor and time it takes just to get to this product. Uh, and this is the why, you know, this is why we feel like we need to ask this price. Um, and it's always done within reason as well, because, you know, everything's two-sided. There's the, you know, the farmer's side, but then there's going to be the, you know, the purchaser side. So everyone needs to feel good about it. Right. Um, and that's been the approach is, how can we uh, make farmers feel good because they're actually getting paid a fair wage and then also, you know, pass that medicine along at a fair price? Right. So what, what are, where are you at now with that? You know, what are some of the, the obstacles um, that you've faced and, and how are you trying to navigate that to be able to get, you know, get it into the broader market to help continue the growth with the farmers and also keep that, you know, price structure intact? that supports yeah. that. Yeah, to be honest, it's been quite a tough road because in order to lead, you have to be the one, you know, to step out and kind of take that first initiative. So to, we haven't sold, I don't know if I've sold a kilo of isolate in the past year, to be honest, because, you know, we're asking for a price that is way above the market. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the market prices are based on, you know, kind of buying bulk, uh, biomass at a very cheap rate that doesn't support sustainable farming. So right. we're saying, hey, if you want to support sustainable farming for the future, this is what the price structure looks like. Um, the struggle is most companies, you know, they're not willing to share those profit margins. Uh, the bigger corporate companies that could step in and do, you know, an order, um, you know, they're going to go elsewhere. I've, I've had great conversations with companies. Um, you know, that are looking for thousands of kilos, but in the end, they choose to go for the cheaper price rather than a long-term sustainable, um, you know, because they're not willing to kind of share those profit margins. Um, right. So it, it's a tough spot to be because we're asking, you know, in order for change to happen, I was thinking about this, you know, something has to change. Something has to be sacrificed. There's a give and a take, um, you know, at least from my perspective, the farming community has kind of given and gone the extra mile as much as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're really looking for companies that are, you know, looking at a bigger vision. They see that and say, yeah, we need to adjust our pricing. We need to be paying, you know, the farmers more for this. Um, right. 
we just haven't found any companies yet, to be honest. And, and that's really what I'm trying to do is get that word out there and share the story to say, you know, who, who wants to build a, a real long-term sustainable industry? Right. But besides, you know, looking to sell it in bulk, you've also created your own products that you're selling yourself in the marketplace as well, right? I mean, yeah. And kind of the idea behind that was, you know, if we're, we're not able to sell it bulk and get the prices to support our farming community, let's do it via uh, retail items. Right. So that's why we just kept breaking it down to say, yeah, if we go all the way to a single tincture or a single cartridge, you know, we can get a better price there. And then we're able then to funnel that back, you know, into the farming community, um, which is another way to support it. Uh, and it has been, you know, working so far. So that's kind of our other trajectory is get the Lancashire brand out there. Here's a way that if, you know, you're a consumer or a company looking for a retail brand or products, you can support, um, you know, a farming community and feel good about your product and you know where it came from. Right. So what is the local landscape like there as far as um, the interest in CBD products, you know, on the retail side, just from the local market in, in Pennsylvania? Yeah, we're actually, we're pretty busy market here. Uh, Pennsylvania has a pretty active hemp uh, industry. There, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of local farmers. So there, there's a good bit of small brands. So that makes it even harder. Like mm. if we do travel outside of PA, I've noticed, you know, there just isn't as much of a, a buzz or there's not so many brands. Um, so we are in a saturated area, I guess you could say, you know, trying to establish our co-op, establish our brand. Um, and again, it's, you know, one step at a time, but it's been a good journey. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So what do you see, you know, in the next three to five years, what is your vision or the ideal for Lancaster farms? And, and then, um, you know, what you see or hope for, you know, in the industry as a whole? Yeah, man, that's a big question. Cause <laughs> I've, I'm, like I said, I'm a visionary. So I've got lots of, you know, big dreams and visions and, Part of why I wanted to start Lancashire in the first place is uh, a true desire to help be, I guess, you know, a beacon of light in the world, um, to be a source of love, to be a source of goodness. Um, so that is always the overall picture is how do we take Lancashire and use it for good in the world? Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the trajectory is let's do that and create a local economy that can support hemp farming here in Lancaster. Um, and then we'd also like to be able to share that same model and hopefully, you know, expand with other partners throughout the world. Um, I'm in discussions with a, a group right now out of Ecuador, and they're very interested in, you know, basically joining the cooperative and being awesome. an Ecuador branch. And I'd love to be able to do that. And we're having some really good talks. But, you know, in the end, it comes down to, well, we first have to have an outlet for our local farmers here in our backyard. Right. before we can, you know, add another backyard. Um, but if you're talking about the big picture, you know, that's kind of what I'd like to do is, can we create Lancashire to be a space for other farmers, you know, to come under the umbrella because they know they're going to get treated fairly and get paid fair pricing. Um, so I guess that's what I'd like to see Lancashire grow into more and more is, how do we create our sustainable business uh, via our retail wholesale brands that can then funnel back to farming communities all over the world. Right. Awesome. That's amazing. 
So yeah. what is your next steps for, for this year and this season? What is your guys' main focus right now? Yeah, right now we're kind of just uh, still really trying to build up the brand because like, you know, we've been discussing, it's the kind of the quickest way where we have control to say, hey, you know, we sell these products, we can get a fair price and pass that along. Right. Um, so we're focused on expanding the brand this year. Um, and we're definitely at a spot where we feel, you know, we're ready to go out into a broader, broader market. Um, so that's a big one this year. And then, of course, we'll be doing uh, some growing. We're going to do two different grows this year. So like it, we'll be doing an auto flower grow early this year. And then we'll also do a, you know, field grow um, late July, August. So those are kind of, you know, our this year goals is do some planting, do some good growing, uh, continue just to share the brand and the story and uh, hopefully be, you know, again, that beacon of light for a change and, yeah. and starting some movement in the industry. Awesome. Thank you so much, Caleb, you know, for, for taking your time to be on the show. And I know it's growing season now and it's, it's busy, <laughs> but yeah, no um, maybe we can end just with one last um, question. Um, you know, maybe something that, that you have on your heart that you want to share or to motivate other people who are in the industry and um, yeah, just any, anything, any last words that you kind of want to um, help to inspire others? Yeah. Yeah. It's always, Man, it's always a great question to ask. And there's always so many, you know, things that I would want to share and say. Um, but, you know, for other farmers out there, it's just find a way to, to connect with other farmers. Because I, I can tell you from personal experience that has helped, you know, helped us here locally in Lancaster. We've, you know, been able to connect as a farming community and find support, you know, with each other. Mm -hmm. um, because it is always hard to walk any tough road alone. Right. Um, so I'd say you're not alone. There's lots of little pockets of farming communities. Um, I've had good conversations with some. And so, yeah, just be encouraged to, you know, connect and uh, find the right people. And um, yeah. Yeah. You know, keep, keep we going. can grow bigger when we grow together, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all about connecting uh, with real people and like-minded. Like yeah. Awesome. Well, we, Caleb, we wish you the best for this, you know, season coming up and for growing the brand and, um, and supporting, you know, thank you for supporting the small farmers and what you're doing to kind of create a standard um, to support the farmer. Really appreciate your work. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, again, we create change by doing it ourselves. So if you're, again, you're out there and you're looking for partners, you know, please feel free to reach out and it's always good just to stay connected. Yes, for sure. Thank you, Caleb. Yep, thank you. Thank you for listening to Hemp Foundation Talks. Hemp Foundation is a nonprofit social enterprise on a mission to provide solutions for our current ecological crisis. Hemp Foundation and their brand, Uki, has created a value chain from village farms to the marketplace. Utilizing the many benefits of hemp to overcome deforestation, fight plastic pollution, and support regenerative practices to heal our earth. The foundation supports over 250 small village farmers in the Indian Himalayan region. In addition, they employ widows and women in the production of over 500 hemp products for the marketplace. From clothing, to food, to hemp bags, a large range of textiles, embroidered fabrics, home goods, and even hemp bioplastic. To learn more, visit hempfoundation.net.